You're listening to Filmmakers Drinking Bourbon. Hey, what's up, world? This is Brandon. And this is Alex. And we're filmmakers. And again, we're not drinking any bourbon. Man, what's going on? <laughs> uh, what are you drinking? We're falling apart over here. What are you drinking? Over uh, here? What do you got in that glass? I'm just drinking water today, man. And I got a Diet Coke. Why would we do such a thing? Well, keeping uh, with this month's theme, we're doing these world countries. Yeah, we're, we're exploring filmmaking in all places of the world. We Specifically, are. some lesser known places. Yeah. Uh, that people might not think of when you say filmmaking. Yeah. And so far that's been Kenya. Yep, and the Philippines. Philippines. Today. Today we explore. Qatar. Is it Qatar? Qatar. It's Qatar, I think. Uh, okay. It's mostly if you, I, I was listening to a pronunciation guide, and if you say Qatar, it's closer to the Arabic pronunciation than Qatar. So it's less offensive. I, I don't know if either one's offensive. We're sure. trying. We're trying. Yeah. So yeah, cutter. We'll go for with cutter from now on. Yeah. So if you if you're not sure, you may have you've you've heard about this place. If yeah. you're if you're a human, this place is significant. Uh it really is. Where is it, by it's, the way? It's uh it occupies the peninsula that uh, extends into the Persian Gulf. They're right oh. they butt right up against uh Saudi Arabia. Okay. They're like a little um like a little offshoot, like a, almost to be the the uh, country is only you can get from one side of the country to the other in about three hours. So it's le- it's smaller than our home state. It is unbelievably tiny, smaller than Ohio. But it is unbelievably wealthy. That's and what I've heard. Its influence extends way beyond its geographical uh, footprint. You sound like a. <laughs> textbook right now wow <laughs> is it uh rich in oil would you say <laughs> yeah well not only is it rich in oil this is crazy um you know thanks to to the 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 internets and national geographic um they uh actually have the largest single reserve of natural gas in the world and it takes really? it's about half the size of the entire country whoa like the one pool the one reserve i don't know I, wow I, I don't yeah whatever it is that's pretty amazing it is amazing but you know, I'm I'm going to be hesitant of getting in too deep into the geography. We've had yeah. some people speak up on I Twitter. Know. They're saying, "Shut some, up!" Some of our tell f- us about the film. Some of our fans, yeah. Some of our loyal followers are like, "Guys, they're revolting." They're like, "Quit talking about this yeah. stuff." Fine, fine. But, but you know what I said? Huh? I said, you know what? No, no. It's important. We need a little bit of backstory. It's important for us to yeah. talk about filmmaking all over the world. It's got to be a base. And we got to start somewhere. There's some people that aren't as knowledgeable as others. They don't know yeah. what Cutter is. They don't know where it's at. They don't know what their population if is. If we just jumped right into the film and it was a little different than the film here, you would have no Yeah, there's no why, context. You know? yeah, you need but the context. we're talking about a place that has 768,000 people and yeah. the capital's That's a it? Ma- Yeah, the capital's a major city, uh, Doha. Yeah, um, you know they're Muslim, and hence that's why today we are not drinking. we're not drinking. We want to honor. Yeah, they're under Sharia law. Yeah, so we want we want to respect that exactly because we respect people have different viewpoints, and we respect those viewpoints. And so there's filmmakers out there who don't drink for various reasons. Mm-hmm. Uh, we abstained when we had our friend Anthony on the show because he's a, a recovering alcoholic. Yeah, so uh, yeah, so we abstained, and so in this exactly. instance, we're going to abstain religious, again. Exactly, we're respecting their national religion and yes. not drinking. Although I do feel that maybe we should have been drinking oil. 
<laughs> because they have a lot of oil. That's yeah. like their thing. We'd die. Um, we would no longer be around. So yeah, it's it seems like a pretty interesting place. They got a lot going on. They just they land they landed the uh, World Cup. I did hear this that. tiny little yeah. speck of a country is hosting the largest sporting event in the world in 2022. Is it really the largest sporting event in the world? I'm going to go ahead and say that the World Cup is the largest sporting event in the world. I would challenge you, challenge you on that. Interesting. The Olympics are not the largest sporting event in the world. I don't think so. I don't know about that. I'm going to say World Cup's bigger, a bigger deal. <laughs> than the Olympics? Yeah, no one cares about half of the things going on in the Olympics. Oh. Everyone cares about every single game in the World Cup. Oh, I disagree. Wow. Wholeheartedly. Wow. Yep. Unbelievable. Yep. Yep. Well, that's fine. We it's okay to disagree. Exactly. We disagree on a lot yeah. of stuff. So, and, uh, let's let's jump into this. Here's the real question. Sure. And this is what we set out to do. Yeah. Is there actually filmmaking going on in Cutter? That's something I want to know. That's what that's that's what the people want to know. Yeah. That's what our listeners want to know. Matter of fact, they spoke out and said, "Start talking about filmmaking, guys." And that's what we're about to do right now. So, I'm going to jump to it. Go for it. Do they have a film institute? Absolutely they do. Really? Yeah, they the Doha Film Institute. Is pretty much all you need to know. You go to the DohaFilmInstitute.com, go to Doha Film, at Doha Film on Twitter. Mm. This organization, and I, it may or may not be government run, I wasn't able to pull those details down. Yeah. Um, we don't want to get too, you know. Political. Yeah. Yeah. But regardless, it's an amazing organization. The website is beautiful. Mm-hmm. They, have, uh, they have grants for filmmakers and for Qatari filmmakers. They have a film festival. They have. Mm-hmm. Uh, educational programs for kids. They have a kids film festival. They have a film fund. They have all of this stuff that is unbelievably well-organized, really well-designed, definitely worth your time. I recommend after the show, go to the site, check it out. There's some really cool stuff. They have a great channel on Vimeo. Yeah. At or uh, Doha Film Institute. Yeah, and there's uh, so. all like a ton of trailers on there. The one disappointment, though, was I couldn't find any of the full-length films anywhere. Huh. So I, I here's these films that look great. Yeah. They're interesting, a different like worldview. Well, well produced. Hey, yeah. I would like to watch this. And then all I get is a trailer. I, there's nowhere to watch it. Are these uh, these films in Cutter being? Are they competing worldwide? Are they going? Yeah, to they film they they had there was there was some uh, stuff that was in Sundance. Wow, very cool. So there's definitely things happening. Um, yeah. I think what what you, what I what we're finding just like with Nairobi, that the the key issue is distribution. It's hard uh, to get exposure to some of these films outside of these these regions. Yeah. Do they typically, were you able to find out if they, they tackle issues within Cutter? Yeah. Or there's, they all, there's all sorts of genres global, they're playing on. They're, they're like definitely, action films yeah. And stuff. Now granted they, there is, you know, the government of Cutter is pretty, you know, uh, we'll say, um, what's the word? You know, they, they, they want to control the content. Yeah. And so, uh, they are restrictive. Yeah. They're, they're finding, they have standards that they want to adhere to for, for sure. their, point of view and so yes if you spoke up in a direction that did not align with the leadership They'd there's silence a you. good chance that your film you your film and you may not be received well ah gotcha do they uh how, how are they with western films so they show a lot of western films according to the film uh institute they list all the cinemas in doha which is you know basically the only major city there yeah um, and there's like six or seven uh, theaters, and they're playing things like uh, Ride Along with wow. with Ice Cube and Kevin Hart, and um, all the major Hollywood films, Star Wars. They're all there. Wow. Do they restrict some other films though? Yes. There was one. There's two films that I know of that are contemporary. One would be Aronofsky's Noah. 
Mm-hmm. Uh, because for, of the religious for, issues. Yeah, because yeah. whenever you're dealing with artistic uh, portrayals of religious figures, they get a little touchy. Yeah, that makes sense. And uh, they restricted, um, they banned actually, they banned for moral, uh, con- immoral content the, the Danish girl. Oh, because it deals with transgender issues and stuff. Yeah, which I've heard it's pretty good. Wow. Yeah, I really want to see that film. But yeah, interesting. And I mean, just so, so you know, we on the show do not stand for discrimination of any kind. No, not at all. We support no. freedom of speech. Uh-uh. So. Yeah, we do. But that yeah. makes sense that because of their, their very, uh, you know, restrictive religious laws under Sharia that they would ban that. Yeah. I mean, if God tells them they can't show it, then I guess yeah. you got to listen to God. Interesting. Very interesting. So, so again, I mean, I don't have a ton of like you know information about specific directors. They're all on, on the Doha Internet Channel and Vimeo. You can mm-hmm. see all the directors. There's a lot of diversity. There's female directors, male directors. There's a lot going on. It's just I couldn't get a hold of any one film and watch it to have an informed, educated opinion to say you really need to watch this person or that person. For sure, it was kind of like I had a sampling. Yeah. Basically, go there and check it out. There's really cool things happening. Yeah. Do some digging. I, I kind of want to watch one of these now. I know. Check out. I know what's going on. So, um, so here's here's my question. Go ahead. Because uh, you were assigned this task. Yes. If I were watching a film in Qatar, mm-hmm. and I decided, you know what, I'd really like a nice glass of bourbon. Mm. Could you even get one? You can't. But, <laughs> and there's a huge but All attached right. to that. So here we are. This is a, 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 seg- a segment we'll call how to get bourbon in, in Qatar. In Qatar. So there's two ways. Actually, first, here, I'll start it off this way. You cannot be a Muslim. You cannot right. get alcohol if you're a Muslim because of Sharia law. Okay, so that outrules lots of people. Right there. But um, according to this blog site I found uh, by a guy named Kenton Murray who uh, is an, an expatriate living in Qatar. He says there's a lot of expatriates from various countries that live in Qatar. I said Qatar. Uh, that live in Qatar um, that like to drink alcohol. So okay. he compiled this whole post about how you go about getting alcohol. Why Why? Uh, why an ex- Why are they making an exception? If here, I guess my question is, is if someone feels strongly enough to regulate an entire country why make an exception for a foreigner or an expatriate because you should play by the rules of the land right but they want to be received well by foreign okay. countries so they're they're trying to play nice you're, you're a foreigner yeah we'll allow you carve out an exemption exactly so right. the same reason they show western films and you know they they like that influence of these expatriates of these westerners of these non Qatari people because is it do you, is it because we buy the oil? Maybe, but you know they just want to play nice. They want right. to be well received by the rest of the world. Uh, but there's two ways to get it if you are an expatriate non-Muslim resident. And real quick, when you say, do you have to be an expatriate? No, you just have to be a, a, a non-Muslim. Non-Muslim, but I, I since that's their like national religion. Yeah. I find it hard to believe that there are a lot of people there that aren't Muslim. Sure. Or most people aren't moving there yes. if they're not Muslim. Exactly. Hey, let's go post up shop in Doha. Right. Yeah. Although if you're a filmmaker, it seems like the place to be. Yeah. It's a, <laughs> would you say emerging market? Yeah. It's like, it's the thing. Yeah. Anyway. So there are two places if you would like to enjoy a glass of bourbon with your movie, you oh. can go to, <laughs> <laughs> you can go to a four or five star hotel okay. to the bar in the hotel. Okay. Or there are various other bars, uh, 
or you can go to this place called the Qatar Cutter Distribution Company. All right. And it's the single liquor store in the entire country okay. on the outskirts of Doha. Uh, but when you go there, don't go during Ramadan because it's closed. Okay. And don't go any time around Ramadan because the lines get really long. All right. According to Kenton Murray. Uh, but when you do go outside of Ramadan, you need to bring a few things with you. First of all, you need to bring your resident permit that shows that you're in the country legally. Okay. Second, you need to bring permission from your sponsor or your employer, whoever you're there in the country to do business with. Okay. And that's saying that they give you permission to drink and they think that it's not going to change you for the worse. Sure. Uh, next, you need to bring $300 or a thousand Qatari dollar deposit in order to actually buy anything. So the, there's a, so it's essentially like a large tax. Well, you put down a deposit. Yeah. Well, do you get it back? Yes. I think. <laughs> it uh, seems like a lot that you yeah. got to do in yeah. order to get a drink. Uh, yeah. So you get you get your deposit back eventually. Okay. Um, but if you break any of these rules that I'm going to mention next, you don't get it back. Oh, okay. Uh, so anyway, your residence permit, permission from your employer, a thousand Qatari dollar, three hundred American dollar deposit. Next. You have to go upstairs in this place, the guitar <laughs> cutter distribution company. You have to. What take, happens upstairs? You have to uh, take part in an interview with uh, a wow. board of people, and you have to prove that you're not a Muslim. Okay. And you, you basically have to prove that you're a, a decent human being and that you're not a drunk. You're not wasting all of your money on. So it's alcohol. like a character review. Yes. Like, yes. are you good enough? Yeah. Or do we? Are we going <laughs> to allow you to leave here with a minuscule amount of liquor? Maybe we should start doing that on the show with guests. Oh my god! We have to, we have to interview, interview them and give them yeah. a full-on character interview yeah. before we give them a proper pour. Before you sip that, <laughs> tell me about your monthly income. Yeah. Uh, so basically, I mean, that's what part is your of relationship it. with your wife? You, yeah, exactly. <laughs> uh, so you, yeah, again, you can't be a Muslim. You can't give any of the liquor that you purchase to Muslims. You can be right. So, so no, uh, no, uh, you can't be the kid saying, "Hey, hey, uh, yeah, yeah, go in there and buy me a sixer. <laughs> no, 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 no. That's extremely illegal. Uh, yeah, and so your monthly purchases—you can only go in there like so often, and you can only buy so much per month. And the limit, your monthly limit, is based on your income. So if you only make a certain amount of money, they don't want you blowing all that on on you know Buffalo Trace or something, <laughs> right? Yeah. Or- yeah, they don't want you going for the Pappy Van Winkle. Yeah, or well, just any liquor. Sure. Yeah, they don't want you spending too but much But if you money. have money, you can drink all you want. Depending. Right? Yeah, I mean, it seems to be that money rules. If you have yeah. money and power, you can drink you do, more bourbon than your heart's content. Yeah, so here's, if you want the easy way, just go to a hotel bar, because you can just show them your passport. And then they pour it for you. And you, they pour it for you. You don't have to go through an interview. Can, it, can, yeah. a, can a resident pour what can a resident pour? Like, if you're a resident bar, is there a Muslim resident bartender who lives in? Or are those all ex- expatriates? That I, are the bartenders? I didn't find any information on who the bartenders were. You know, like if you go to yeah. uh, a restaurant and, he, and somebody's underage, they have to get somebody else to bring the drink to you. Oh, you know what I'm talking about? No. Like in some states, if you're underage, like they can't actually serve you the alcohol. Someone else has to come bring it to you. You're not allowed to serve get in them alcohol by like roundabout ways either, though. Yeah, I don't know. You You're know 18 saying, in Indiana that you can't get alcohol. Regardless. What I'm saying is, like at the sometimes at like the grocery store or whatever, they have to get somebody to come over and put in their code to ring it up or whatever. 
You know what I'm saying? Never mind. I don't know. We're getting on a sidetrack here. We're going to get yelled at on Twitter. (laughs) You guys are going on too many tangents. We love you guys out there. By the way, we love our listeners. Yeah. We love your feedback. You guys are amazing. Basically, what we're trying to get at is that it's really, really hard to get alcohol in Cutter. But when you do, it's also really, really expensive. For example, like your cheap, cheap beer, like a Bud Light or something is about $13 at a bar. Yeah. Which is ridiculous. So here's here's the thing I would, this is where I would say- Let's imagine me and you are there right now. Yes. And we have gone through the hurdles. Mm-hmm. We've passed the test. Mm-hmm. And we got a proper pour. Yeah. Are you talking about at a bar or at the I'm talking about distribution company? Either way. Okay. <clears throat> we sit down. Uh-huh. We've got our pour. We do. We now have access to the Doha Film Festival Library. Ooh. Yeah. The next thing I'm going to say to you is what have you been watching, buddy? In Cutter, that's what you're gonna say. <laughs> I'm gonna say, what have you been watching? What have you been watching? Well, I was watching these great films from Doha. Um, um, but yeah, in real life here. Yeah, I mean that was a segue. Yeah. Do you like that? That was nice. That was, was a, interesting. That was an interesting, fun segue. Yeah. That's you, what you do when you're a professional. You, you got me dreaming of being in Doha, <laughs> sipping on some bourbon. You know. Yeah. No, I mean I think we understand what it takes. You got to do a lot to get the bourbon. Yeah. And there's an unbelievable film scene. It's crazy. By the way, you and I are pretty much dressed for any bar in Doha. Yeah, we're ready. To if go. you were wearing a traditional Arab garb, you would not be allowed in. No, you got to be a you got to be a Westerner. <laughs> Seriously, <laughs> yeah, though, I found that out. Westerners the way to crazy. go. Uh, anyway, what have I been watching? Uh, I just finished Making a Murderer, the documentary. Uh, a little series doc series everybody's Netflix. hyped up about. Yeah, yeah, it was interesting. You know, it could just be brilliant filmmaking, but I, I have a sense that that dude got really screwed yeah. by everybody. So, but it could just be really brilliant filmmaking, like I said. Yeah, I've heard some other people comment and said they think he's he did it. He's guilty, and it was the film. It was the the show that twisted it. Yeah. First of all, why would you want to twist it that much? I don't and know. Second of all, if you actually watched it, there's <laughs> almost no way that you could take away. Oh, he's guilty. Yeah, I don't know. Yeah, it's ridiculous. But yeah, I watched that. Um, Is it worth watching? Yeah. Because there's some it. people sitting on the sidelines saying, eh, I don't know if I'm going to jump in. The masses are telling me to watch it. Should I? Go watch it. All it's right. really interesting. It's 10 episodes. Each one's about an hour long, a little over an hour. So it's 10 hours of programming. Uh, you'll get sucked in. I mean, it's worth just do it over two days. Just binge it. Okay. Get it done. Sip some bourbon while you're at it. And then not only will you have watched something that's of value, but then you can weigh in on the conversation. Yeah. You can say, hey, did he do it? Did he not do it? You'll be culturally relevant. For sure. And that's what's important. <laughs> Otherwise, you're just uh, falling away. Yeah, you just become exactly. insignificant. I watched something pretty cool. I don't really care. <laughs> <laughs> What'd you watch? You will care. Yeah. Because I think you like this film. Huh. Uh, X... Ex Machina Ooh. or Ex Machina. Ex I don't, Machina. I don't know how to say it. Ex Machina. Okay. Yeah, it's fantastic, um, right? It was really good. It was a good film. Um, I was impressed. Yeah. Uh, I liked the pace. Oscar I the, Isaac. I liked the tone. I liked, um, I really liked everything about it, to be honest. It was really mm-hmm. good. The one supporting actor, the guy, same guy who was in The Revenant. He's like the main actor in that. Well, the redhead... Yeah. Computer guy. That's what I mean. In I'm Ex not Machina, convinced he's that he's that great of an actor. What's uh? Everything he Do- does Dominic... just falls completely flat for me. Really? Yeah. Like he's not even. That's how he was like, supposed to be in there. Well, yeah, but I feel like everybody says that when people act can't act like that, they're like, "Oh, that's how they're supposed to be." 
Mm. He seems like a nice guy. I mean, I'd love to have him on the show. Dom Hall Gleason. I'd love to have him on the show by all means, but Dom-nall I just Gleason's his name. I feel yeah. like he's falling a little flat for me. I don't know. And that's okay. I, I fall flat for a lot of people. <laughs> but again, that could be the roles that he's being cast for. Sure. You know? Could be. So, uh, but I, I really liked it. Um, What'd you think of uh, the CG, the robot effects on? It was good. It be, Ava. Yeah, it was good. The um, I feel like it was appropriate for the story they were telling, mm-hmm. and I thought it was really well done. I will say though that I I caught on really early the whole entire don't, bit. Yeah, don't don't give because I away. even texted you like yeah. as I'm watching it, I texted you like, oh by know. the way, here's the entire film, and I texted you back, stop guessing, <laughs> Jesus, yeah, just stop enjoy guessing. The film. Yeah, um, just watch. Uh, but but anyway, the, the one main girl, she was great. Alicia. Um, yeah, so yeah. cute. Yeah, she's what good. What a cutie. Uh, uh, from, and then uh, Poe from Star Wars. Oscar Isaacs, yeah. That guy. Fantastic. Wow. There's a whole- <laughs> He was amazing. <laughs> this doesn't give anything away, but there's a whole dance sequence. There, <laughs> this film <laughs> is worth watching just to see the dance sequence. Oh, it's so good. It's really out of nowhere, oh, and God. it's bizarre and amazing. We might just have to post that clip on the website yeah that's that's postable so good that's postable yeah speaking of the website what do you think we got a new website we do so we tweeted it out i think it's fdbpodcast.com the same website but a different look way more organized yeah and one of the things that we're doing now is we're implementing weekly Mm -hmm. the top five yeah we just think it's a fun way to get a to get a post up to kind of wrap up a little bit about what we talk about on the show and post a place mm-hmm. to put our links. It's a little better organized. So this week it'll be like top five things you need to bring to get alcohol at the Qatari distribution center. <laughs> <laughs> that, yeah, that, that could work. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Sure. Why not? Yeah. Um, a waiver for your soul. Yes. Uh, yes. Uh, so, so yeah, it was a, it was a really good film. Uh, I watched that and then me and my family just wrapped up um, Gordimer. Gordimer. Gordimer Gibbons. Oh, uh, I saw your wife post Secret Life. Uh, let me see. I'm going to look it up here. Yeah, yeah. Gordimer, Gordimer Gibbon. Uh, it's an Amazon original series, uh-huh. and it is just really good. It's called Gordimer Gibbons Life on Normal Street. And there's three friends, and every show has this just great little uh, charming formula where something sort of like out of the ordinary happens and it could be magical, maybe not. And then they have to like resolve this conflict, but it's just really fun and really well written and well shot. And there's some really nice camera moves and setups. And I think that even as an adult, if you don't have kids, you will really enjoy this series from a filmmaking point of view. Really? Yeah. But if you do have kids, it's even better. If you do have all kids, you can enjoy it. if you do have kids, you're going to be super excited that these are really well done uh, TV shows that are way, I believe, just on a different level than normal kid shows. Yeah. It's really good. Like, huh. you check one out. What's watch a, one. It's I like mean, 22 what, minutes. What's watch the general gist of the show? Life on normal um, street. Okay, so season so two, episode one. Day in the life. Season two, episode one, Gordimer discovers it's time for a new wardrobe. And he goes to, he's shopping with his mom, and he discovers the power of the blazer. <laughs> and he puts on a blazer, and now he's got this sort of grown-up stigma. And as he's walking out, the, the town mayor sees him, and she's like, you look sharp, kid. And he kind of, it clicks, and next thing you know, he starts working for the mayor. 
It's just a lot of it, yeah. It's really fun, and like huh. he uh, he walks into school with his blazer on, and everybody's like winking at him, like you're the man. And so it's like the blazer becomes this sort of magical thing. But the problem is the real conflict is now he's changing as a person, and his two best friends, Mel and Ranger, are like, we don't even know who you are anymore. Ever since you got that blazer, wow. And it's really funny. And then at and then at the end, um, it kind of comes full circle. I won't give it away because it's yeah. worth watching. I highly recommend if you're going to check it out, check out season two, episode one, the blazer. Huh. It's really fun. So it's just good uh, family comedy. It's just good kind of filmmaking. That's what it is. Huh. Yeah. Cool. Yeah, it's cool. So for anybody that has kids or not, go check out. But I will say the main character, Gordimer. Falls a little flat for me. That's an interesting name, by the way. He falls a little flat. And he's a kid. I don't really? want to be too hard. But... Is he played by Domhnall Gleeson? <laughs> it's his son. <laughs> Bob Gleeson. <laughs> anyway, check that out. It's really good. Huh. And so that's what I've okay. been watching. So what else is going on? I mean, what have you been working on? Uh, before we continue, apologies to Domhnall Gleeson. I think you're Sorry, a great actor. Sorry, Domhnall. I, I think you're, you're great. Clearly, yeah. you're in more films than I'm in. Yeah. You're doing better than I am. Great, I just you're great as general as, as, a, as a comment as a commentator as a person who is on a show that comments on these things. That's what we do, and I have to comment that my personal preference it falls a little flat. That's I'm fine. sorry. Yeah, Brandon comments. I apologize for him. So, <laughs> and on we go. We can't all be great. We can't all be great in this world. You know what I mean? <laughs> no, no, we can't. Um, so no, anyway, we can't. Well, that's cool. What uh, what about working on? What have you been working on? I like that. You flipped it. That I was did. nice. Yeah. I came at you and then you were like, no, I'm going to bring it back to you. Exactly. Um, I've got a couple things, man. We're, uh, I'm, I'm getting into sort of the, the, the next phase of the post-production process on Kill Game. Um, I got a Which nice- is our short film that yeah. we've teased a bunch of times. Yep. I got a nice rough cut on it and then I stepped away so I could come back with fresh eyes. Cool. So that's going on. Um, I am, I've been doing a lot of pre-production. I've sent out at least, I don't know, seven or eight proposal treatments wow so i got a lot of stuff that's hanging out there waiting i'm waiting to hear back on so yeah. i know a lot of our listeners probably have that same feeling that's good. um you know sometimes there's you know this industry ebbs and flows we go up and down and sometimes we're busy other times you know it's just kind of how it is yeah well it's um, like you you cast 100 lines to catch you know one fish sure so yeah so i've been doing that um we got a new project that uh i just emailed you about you're coming with me yeah. We're going to Wakashna, Wakasha, Washa? Waukesha. Oshkosh, Bagash. Waukesha. We're going to Waukesha. Wisconsin. It's near uh, Wisconsin. Mil- it's near Milwaukee. For all you Wisconsin. And it's, uh, it's a brand documentary. We're going to shoot some stuff and talk about things that people sell. Yeah. That's what we're good at. So that'll be fun. Um, and Excited to go more traveling adventures. Yeah. Up to Waukesha. Yes. So that's cool. And then I am uh, also... Um, in pre-production for a uh, feature-length documentary. You are. I talked about that last week a little bit. So I know. I'm super excited about that. Yeah, I have n- I'm at the phase now where I'm starting to get a number for sure. that I'm going to have to ask for money. You're pitching to potential investors, hey, yeah. producers, et yep. cetera. It's going to be good. So that's where I'm at. What about you? What do you got hopping? What do I got hopping? Um, not much is hopping, uh, but we're, I'm you know wrapping up a few things. So... That uh, Chicago project that I talked about a while ago, the yeah. green screen deal. You did like a green screen drama, yeah. for sure. So that project is just about done, and I should we should be able to put that out uh, shortly here in the next week or two, which I'm excited about that because that was a big deal. Um, Kill Game, obviously, we share that same project, and I'm excited for that to keep going. 
Uh, other than that, for those of you listening, he just kind of gave me a look as yeah. if I uh, need yeah, to get. Please, uh, I need to get back on. Step it up. The ball. He's kind of yeah. judging me right now. Well, that's like our. Uh, <laughs> the, you know what? Let me bring this up. Go ahead. We t- we had this conversation on the phone. I think it was last night. Mm-hmm. We were talking about these sorts of things, and you had mentioned something I thought was interesting. We'll see if our listeners, you know, maybe are nodding their heads, empathizing with this. But as a DP, you feel a little bit trapped and or there's an unfair advantage because although you may unbelievably shoot or light something, yeah, somebody in post-production could totally ruin it exactly. and hence give you a bad reputation. Exactly. That's So the- elaborate on that idea and, and let's see. We would love to hear from you guys out there. If you cinematographer DPs are listening, tweet us, chime in. Do you agree with Alex that sometimes you feel like you get uh you get sort of uh, spat on by uh, poor post production decisions. I won't even say spat on, and I won't even just uh you know restrain it to the cinematographer, the DP position. I'll say you know filmmaking is very what's the word I'm looking for compartmentalized. Uh, it's broken up, right? There you have all yeah. these positions. Specialized. It's very specialized. You have all these positions doing one you know, one or two very specific things throughout the process. So the editor, the director, the DP, production designer, all that jazz, the colorist, right. motion graphics. Um, from my perspective, so just, just simply from a DP's perspective, I could light and shoot something, like you said, fantastically. Uh, it could go and there could be a bad edit, a bad color, a right. bad whatever, just post in general. It could be rendered out the wrong settings and... <coughs> You know, just treated poorly after I'm done with it. And then that's all the only thing I'm left with to show to future potential clients is, hey, this is the project that I just did. Right. And then they have to judge you on the final piece, not what could have been. Right. Or if, yeah. if the other result would be you just have a reel full of a bunch of raw footage. <laughs> Which doesn't work out. And I, there are a lot of people uh, that get a hold of the raw footage from projects and recolor it themselves. And, and pull a clip for the reel. Yeah, just just for the reel. But have you done that? Uh, no. There Actually, there are probably two or three clips that I've had to, I've recolored gotcha. specifically. You know, amped up the color contrast yeah. or whatever. Nothing crazy. Uh, but that's kind of the world we live in. Like even as a, as a, let's say as an editor, you could have the most fantastic edit that you've ever done in your entire life. But if the footage wasn't good to begin with sure. or the content's not good, it doesn't matter. Yeah. Or the director could come in and just be like, eh, no. Yeah, and change it, edit it himself. Yeah. Exactly. So it's just a weird world, weird world that we live in. Yeah. Uh, where you're judged on, uh, the sum of a bunch of parts that, you know, you only, you only did one thing. Yeah. But they judge you on the whole thing. So, yeah, good point. It's weird. Anyway, I just thought that was something we'd throw out. Yeah. Uh, we have an interesting conversation, me and you had. Yeah. And that's the thing. That's what this podcast is about. It really evolved from mine and yours, like, conversations that we'd normally have. Yeah. And I, so anyway, I was like, huh, we should talk about that on the show. Exactly. Every time we call each other, we hear glasses <laughs> clinking in the background. Rocks. The music kicks in. Yeah. Hey, Alex. Uh, hey, this bah, is bah, Brandon. Bah. This is Alex. <laughs> By the way, every time I try to imitate our theme song, it ends up becoming the NFL, like Fox NFL. Yeah, it's definitely not it. It's like a crazy pirate theme song. I know, but yeah. that, every time I try to do it, it's like yeah, yeah. The this mu- This uh, the actually the the theme song um, is through Audio Network. Ah, and they've been we've had on they've sure. been on the show before yeah, yeah. great and so great people this was just one of those when I sourced the the music you know you got to start somewhere for sure I wonder and if when this I sourced song it was recorded the Abbey Road Studios I, 
I think it was. Ooh. And when I sourced it, um, it just felt right. It felt kind of like a drunken pirate theme. That's perfect. Dude. And I felt like that's kind of what we're yeah. about. We are. We're yeah. drunken film pirates. Yeah. So not, um, not that we still steal anything. Yeah, don't really. pirate <laughs> films. Yeah. Um, just sailing the high seas of this wonderful industry. <laughs> to piggyback off of the cinematography yeah. little side conversation we just had. For sure. Did you see the article? Um, I'm not sure where it was. I think I forwarded it to you that was... All of the cameras used in the Oscar-nominated films. You did, yeah. I saw that. That was pretty interesting, wasn't it? Yeah. Well, now, for those of you, if you if you haven't seen it, um, basically, it looks like this. Ari, 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 <laughs> Ari, Ari, Red Dragon. Red. Ari, yeah. Ari, Ari, Ari. And that's how right? it typically is. Okay. Last year, I think it was all Ari. Yeah. Like all the best cinematography, best picture nominations were all sure. shot on our. And we've had this discussion before on yeah. camera formats and whatnot because the red, I believe, really tries to emulate the Ari, right? Well, the new one, the Red Dragon, the color science is a little better uh, or a lot better, and the highlight, the dynamic range is a lot better. But yeah, the colors are much closer. Excuse me, to what the uh, yeah the profile Alexa, right yeah yeah you know, produces. So, huh. but yeah, they're finally you know. Getting their day. It's going to be interesting. Uh, have you heard any buzz recently going on uh, as far as camera stuff? Or I mean, NABs in the spring. I'm starting to get emails. You know, since we're now press. Yeah, so am I. We're going to be at yeah. uh, NAB. We're getting. I got. Hey, come visit us. Yeah, we're getting booth. blasted. Yeah, we're getting blasted with emails from NAB. Um, the schedule. Have you heard anything or what's? Uh, nothing on the camera front. Because that's the thing really. people on the filmmaking side get probably most amped about. Yeah. What's the new camera? Well, here's what I think. Uh, I think that the big thing at NAB is going to probably be the 8K uh, VistaVision weapon, red weapon. Yeah. Uh, I think that's probably going to be the the big show, you know. You don't think it's going to be VR stuff? I mean, that's hasn't really... Uh, people are going nuts about it. A lot. Everybody's no, going crazy. No, it'd be cool to shoot something there's like a guy, that. There's a guy, um, I just listened to a TED Radio Hour, and there was a guy who, he's he's shooting films in that format, and you can, like, basically, you're interacting in the film. You look yeah. around, like... Yeah, everywhere it captures you, everything. And everywhere you, you look, look, yeah, you yeah. choose where to look. Exactly. I just feel like that would make me so sick and dizzy. I don't know. I think it, it that potentially will be a big thing in the future. It's I, not. It's going to take a while. Here's though. the thing: they have got to solve the dizziness issue. I don't. Why, dude? Have you ever put one on a VR headset? Yeah. No. Oh my god, it, it makes me want to throw up. Motion sickness, like crazy. Really? Yeah, because it's unnatural. Huh? Because it's like two. two I don't know. Two screens, it's, one for each. It's eye bizarre. And... It just it messes with me. It messes probably messes with about fifty percent of the population. There's a cer- certain group of the population yeah. that it doesn't bother them, and they're like, "This is the coolest thing ever." How long did you have it on for? Like, not even 15 seconds. Really? And I was like, I just took it off. I couldn't take it. Yeah, because I know that there are certain guidelines on how long you should wear those things. Uh, so if if and when that does start becoming a, a big deal, like VR films, they're probably going to be short films, really short films at first. Yeah. Until, like you said, they can solve the issues. But no, I've never tried it. Either that or they'll just have, to. like, puke buckets next to the, all the... <laughs> Yeah, puke and rally. Just keep going. Keep, keep you'll watching. Make it through. It's like, <laughs> You've only got another hour left. Yeah. <laughs> what? Can you imagine watching The Revenant I was just about VR? to say that. You're just like yeah. looking around and there's just like blood. I don't, don't want to watch myself get attacked by a bear, so I'm going to yeah. look off the other way. Yeah. Yeah. It's It'll be weird once they start incorporating like 4D stuff, motion chairs, and <laughs> you feel the leg bite, like the bear bite in your leg. <laughs> My daughter hates 4D. 
She yeah. hates all those 4D experiences. Why? She just does. I think it's great. She hates that little thing that pokes you in the back and the water. Psh, yeah. I think it's it's kind of cheesy. The smells. and the, It's kind of yeah. stupid. I think it's fantastic. They're, uh, we saw a good one at the Chicago Aquarium. It was pretty good. I haven't been there yet. It's like this dinosaur under the water thing. It's pretty good. It's a shed. Shed aquarium. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, it's not bad. Dinosaur under the water? Man, we are all over the place. Where are we going? <laughs> <How> did, <laughs> um, we're getting to the future of we, film We here. started uh, with the, with Cutter, and now we're- We're you know, way off track. We're, we're in the depths of the oceans. And say they, we're, yeah, in the film desert now. Yeah. Uh, what uh, What else are you excited about? What am I excited about? Oh, I, you brought up NAB, and I'm, I am actually really excited about that. Yeah. It's going to be a good time. Yeah. Uh, I don't know, dude. How are we going to even tackle that? There's so many vendors. There's so- Like, what do we- well, Maybe we should ask our listeners. We what do you listeners? Huh. Hello, listeners. Attention. Hello, hello. We know you're listening because you comment on our geography. <laughs> we know you're listening out there. Yeah. Uh, what do you want from NAB? You guys are the listeners. You maybe don't have the time, money, or resources to get to NAB. We do. We are there for you. What do you want us to cover? Is it all gear? Is it programs? Is yeah. It... Do you want to know? You want to talk to software companies? Yeah. Do you want to? Do you want to talk to somebody from you know Premiere Should or it After all Effects? All be about drones. Is it all? Yeah. This is, is it just drones. Right? All drones all the time. Yeah. Is it all cameras? Do you want camera talk? Do you want to? You want to know Lenses, about sliders? Lighting. And, yeah. They have everything. A little bit Let, of everything. Yeah. Yeah. Do you want a review? In fact, I think we should put this out as a Twitter poll. I think we should say that's good. What do you want that's from good. NAB? And list off four different things. And then the last one being a little bit of everything. Okay. Put it out there. See what our listeners think. All right. That, that's it. There's a Twitter poll. Yep. If you're listening to this right now, go to the FTB podcast Twitter because it's already up. Yeah. Because that's how we and do things. answer it. Is there a limit, like a length of time that these things last for, the polls? Uh, the poll will last for 24 hours. 24 hours. So you have one day to, to weigh in. weigh in. Yep. And based on that, that's how we're going to tackle NAB. Absolutely. Yep. Because we listen we listen here. Yeah, you listen to us, and we listen to you. There's there's a full circle wow. of uh, Your, appreciation that was going great. on here. That yeah. was well done. See what happens when we don't have bourbon, and I'm stuck with wow. Diet it's Coke. like the segues <laughs> are just the, a whole other level of segues. Speaking of segues, yeah. I wrote a segue in New Orleans. Nice. <laughs> yeah, it was actually was it? really cool. Speaking of film in the United States, they have a great film commission. They get all the big ones down there, like uh, all the Terminators, all the yeah. Percy Jackson movies. You all just segued via a segue. I did to the filmmaking uh, in Nolo. Nolo. Wow. Was that like Yolo? Yeah. <laughs> Nola. Nola. There you go. Yeah, New Orleans. Anyway, it was really fun. Uh, Kristen and I went down there uh, for her aunt's uh, book signing, and we got to kind of explore the city. We did a hour, two hour long segue tour. It's really cool. Um, and to bring it all full circle. New Orleans is pretty much the complete opposite of Qatar. Qatar. You can drink whatever <laughs> you want down Actually, there. they encourage you yeah. to drink everywhere. Absolutely. Yeah. They actually have a board of reviews if you're not drinking. <laughs> you have to go in front of a council. <laughs> what is wrong with And they with you? say, what is wrong with you? Yeah. What is the relationship like with your, with your spouse and your family? <laughs> what is your religion? Because you, my friend, have a problem yeah. because you are not drinking not, right now. Not drinking. Why are you not naked right now? <laughs> <laughs> Good Lord. Oh. Oh, that's what happens on this show. To do another tie-in with your VR puke buckets, that's what <laughs> New Orleans streets are like. 
And folks, this is what happens when you have a show that goes live to tape. We don't edit this stuff. This no. Is, this is just gold. No. Speaking of editing. And we're not even drinking today. <laughs> Speaking of editing, when are you going to finish Kill Game? Yeah. It'll happen. We're not drinking today. And uh, this is what, yeah, wow. Great. Good times. Crazy. Hey, it's been a fun show. <laughs> it really has. We learned a lot about Cutter. Yeah. Uh, and how hard it is to get alcohol down yeah. there. But we also learned about their thriving film industry. Absolutely. And, and the thing that I'm really excited about is, you know, what's to come on the coming episodes. This was, Ooh. this wrapped up our uh, exploring the bottom of the barrel. It did. We don't mean that in a negative way. No. Because our, sometimes the bottom of the barrel is the best part. It is. Just our lowest number of listeners. Here. So so this is- it was the uh, last week of January. Wrapping it up. Yeah, yeah no. We're, we're already through the first month our of the year. Welcome back month wow. is already over. But we're excited, folks, because starting next week, February, the month of love. It's a big one. It's coming to you. And we realize that we've got some female listeners, and we do not- feature as many females on the show not by choice mind mm. you no um we've we have invited multiple females onto the show they've not been available until now yeah but that all changes in february february is all about the females that's right really we're going to kick it off week one with the uh head of the film commission in cincinnati Kristen Irwin. yep she is going to be sharing her thoughts on Film commissions, tax incentives, uh, film in general. She's, What's to come for the future, yeah. maybe? Yeah. What we as filmmakers can learn from these sorts of things. Yeah. How can we take advantage of them? We're going to talk, again, Oscars yep. uh, with her because we had a film that was shot here nominated for Best Cinematography. Carol. So, actually, it was nominated yeah. for six awards. Absolutely. So that's going to be fun. And then <clears throat> week two, we're going to have on Laura Linville. Yeah. Production she, designer around here. Yep. And she, uh, she's going to talk about... You know, building sets and art directing yeah. and sort of getting Her the right look. Collection of, uh, you know, set dressing. She's the coolest person ever. She's great. Uh, then What's week three, What's week week three? three comes in with our dear friend, Sarah Hine. Exactly. She'll talk production. Producer. Yeah. Extraordinaire. And she. Bringing a project to fruition. Yeah. And she's, she's just great. I love her. Yeah. She's amazing. So a member of our, our little production family. Yeah, here. we use her all the time. Yeah. Um, What's week four? Week four is the 51% ladies. That is, the, the female bourbon club that meets monthly, yep. right? Yeah, and they're going to come in and they're going to talk. They're going to they're gonna go deeper into bourbon than we've ever even imagined. They know way more than we do. They might know way more than Bourbon Dave. Dan? Bourbon Dan. <laughs> Dan, we're sorry. Your name's Dan. Sorry, Dan. Um, but yeah, no, they what they meet once monthly and they yeah. sample all the good stuff. So yeah, it's like girls going wild, except with bourbon, and they keep their clothes on. <laughs> <laughs> they don't really go wild, but you know, we'll see. Yeah, uh, and so that's a lot of fun. So I'm really excited about February. I think it's going to be a great month as, of shows. As am I. And we're going to learn a lot. We're going to dig deep into the to filmmaking talk. If you Love filmmaking talk. You're going to love February because it's going to be nothing but crazy filmmaking talk. No geography. <laughs> no geography. Darn it. And um, I want to know about yeah. the highest point and in Cincinnati. Yeah. The, uh, but just so, forewarning, uh, we are going to hit you heavy with bourbon on uh, on the final week. It's going to be almost completely a bourbon show. Yeah, absolutely. And that's good because we're like the number one bourbon podcast. Yeah, we gotta yeah stick to that. Show yeah, them what we're all we about. gotta show people. We gotta give them what they want. <laughs> so, um, yeah. 
So anyway, it's been great. Uh, thanks so much, listeners. Check out the new website, fdbpodcast.com. Log on to check out this week's top five. Uh, the blog post will be out there. Yep. We'd love for you guys to share this content, of course. Always go to iTunes. Give us that five-star Rate rating. and review. Um, and who knows? One day we, we might all make it out there together. For sure. And don't forget to weigh in on the Twitter poll on what you want us to do yep. uh, at NAB. Twitter poll. It's up for 24 hours. What do you want us to cover at NAB? We need to know now so that we can have a plan. Exactly. Oh, and go to Vimeo Doha Film Institute and check out the trailers that Brandon was talking about. Yep. So. Do it. Very cool. Cheers, buddy. Cheers. This podcast was recorded live at Sound Images Studio. Find out more at soundimages.com.